And I want to show you this video clip of a miracle of what God did 18 months ago that we believe similar miracles are going to come into your life this year. Right after the video testimony, Pastor Moses is going to come. Look up on the screens with me. Everyone that came here tonight crying out for help, find a way to help them. Everyone that needs a miracle, receive your miracle tonight. 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 Mighty God. Mighty God. That lady that's been married for nine years. No child, believing God, put your hand on your womb because you have a miracle tonight. You have it tonight. I release that miracle tonight. I release that miracle tonight. Thank you, Lord. I was an abortion survivor. And based on that, they said I was born with a defective uterus sideways and because of that they said it was going to be impossible to have a baby when i got married i had the fear in my heart i never told him that i could not have children then one day i had the courage to sit down and talk to him about it so i explained to him that i was not going to be able to have a child and he said even though if you not be able to have a child i love you the same way and that really touched my heart because I got his support, his fully support. And that's what helped me, pushed me through, seeing my friends, seeing many people that I knew having kids after kids. And I was just there watching, helping them and never be able to have one on my own. I was in service. One day I came in and I knew that this pastor was going to come in to our church. And I heard so many amazing things, how anointed he was. I was so busy doing all the things, but I was able to make it to the right time into the service when Pastor Moses started to deliver a message that God was open a womb in the congregation. I saw a few hands up, but I knew when I lift my hands up, I grabbed it, my promise. And I said, God, you can open my womb. I know, God, that is a promise that can be fulfilled in my life. I start to visualize my miracle that day. And amazingly, after he left, I got the, the news that I was pregnant. And it was such a joy. I cannot explain what I felt that day. Three months after that, one day, I went to the doctor for my regular checkup, thinking everything was fine. I was so excited about everything. And then I got this news that the doctor, she, in her eyes, she was panicking. I could see that she was panicking, but she didn't want to say anything. And the doctor said, I'm so sorry, but your baby's dead. 
he didn't so he or she didn't survive. I didn't know the gender. Then I remember that I screamed in the top of my lungs. And I said, God, why? Why this is happening? Then time went by. And I was so busy getting things done, like for the kingdom, not thinking about my own problems or my own issues. That pastor said, Renata, we bring in Pastor Moses for Nights of Blaze. That was in 2014. And something told in my heart. I said, God, that's the opportunity. And Pastor Moses, not knowing any details about what I was going through, God used him. And he was very specific in what he said. He said, I'm giving, God is telling me that he's giving, he's giving a child to a couple that has been married for nine years. And I start counting on my fingers how long I was, how long I was married for. And I said, oh my God, 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, that's me. And I lift my hands up and I didn't care who was surrounding me. I just start praising God. And I, that time I said, I received my miracle. I received my promise and I touched my womb. That was July. And in August, I was pregnant with my baby. If you really want a miracle from God, first of all, it's not about you. It's about Him. It's about your love. It's about your relationship and trust with God. Because once He feels that, that you are real with Him, He's gonna be really real with you. Miracles are things that you don't see. You have to bring to reality what is not real. And that's what I start to do. I start to visualize my miracle. I start to visualize that I would have my baby in my arms. Even though it didn't happen right away, but I didn't lose hope. So, so should you. When God says yes, it's a yes. Hallelujah. Are you celebrating your God like that? I'm sure you can do it better. He is worthy. Give him a shout if you can and bless his name. Come on, celebrate God. He is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. We are grateful, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for your presence. You deserve all the glory. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' precious name. Glory to God. What a joy to be here and to see Renata's testimony. It's just beautiful the things God is doing here, and I'm glad to be here in your midst. Praise God. Please take your seat for a few minutes. I want to specially thank God for the opportunity to be here with you this weekend. I know that I'm here because of His grace. 
And I believe God is here. He will be doing some amazing things this weekend. I don't know if you are expectant, but something is going to happen for somebody. I want to especially thank Pastor Tom and Pastor Candy for having me back here. Such precious people of God. And I'm glad, you know, I, myself and my family, we love Pastor Tom and Pastor Candy. And the family, we especially thank God for their life. And I'm, I'm really excited to hear the testimonies of the things that are happening here. Uh, the new campuses, and uh, I'm not surprised because I know Pastor Tom was doing some great things in Vienna, so I think I'll be surprised if, I, if that wasn't happening here. <laughs> Praise God. And uh, it's just a joy to be here. We thank you for having us. And also, you know, I think the first message I preached here was on divine connections. And uh, why Pastor Tom was talking about how we met... Uh, through Brother Alice, my mind just went back to that message, how God can bring connections, you know, in our lives. And thank you, Alice, for allowing God to use you uh, to be a blessing. Amen. Praise God. Father, I ask of you tonight, the wise you'll be moving through this congregation. Do not pass that man by. Do not pass that woman by. Do not pass that boy by. Do not pass that girl by. Let somebody have an encounter of a lifetime tonight. Let somebody have an experience of a lifetime tonight. Release your spirit here. Release your power here. Use me tonight as an oracle of heaven. Let your word proceed with liberty. Speak to the situations of men. Change the life conditions of men. Let something unique break forth in your life tonight. May they not remain the same. Let somebody be saved here tonight. Let somebody be anointed here tonight. Let somebody be healed here tonight. Let somebody be delivered here tonight. Let somebody experience a breakthrough here tonight. Let somebody, oh God, touch you here tonight. Do amazing things in the life of your people. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone who loves God, shout it loud, amen. I'm sure you can shout it better. Shout it loud, amen. Hallelujah. Please take your seat. I'd like to read tonight from the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'll read just two verses of scripture. The story in this passage is one I believe you would be familiar with. So I'm just going to pick two verses. 1 Samuel 17 verse 38 and verse 39. 
My interest is in verse 39. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says, So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head. He also clothed him with a coat of mail. 39. David, I'm reading from the New King James Version. David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk. For he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these. For I have not tested them. So David took them off. I'd like you to listen carefully to that statement. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these. Tonight I'll be speaking to you on the subject, I cannot walk with these. Whilst I was praying and preparing for this program, the Lord took my attention to this passage of scripture. And I believe that as God's word will be coming tonight, there are things that God will be breaking out of the life of people here. Help me turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. I can hear you now. Say, neighbor. This is a new year. 2016. And I, Moses or Movia, you should mention your name, not mine. I cannot walk with this. Oh, talk to me, somebody. Say, neighbor. I cannot walk with this. Now, make it a bit more specific. You have to prophesy. Remember, God said to me a long time ago, a closed mouth is a closed destiny. If you want it, you have to declare it. If you are too afraid to say it, you will put yourself in a position where you can receive it. But if your mouth can say it, your hands can handle it. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I declare I cannot walk with this. I cannot walk with sickness. I cannot walk with poverty. I cannot walk with reproach. I cannot walk with debts. Oh, talk to somebody. I don't know what you want. Just tell them what you can walk with this year. Something's about to happen to somebody. And whatever weight you've been carrying on you, God is going to break it off your life. Oh, come on. I said God will be breaking it off your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Please, I need you to understand that one of the power available to man from creation is the power of choice. The power of choice. Your present position in life is a product of the choices you made. You are where you are today because of yesterday's choice. And where you will be tomorrow is a product of today's choice. And so every 
man, every woman has the power of choice. And tonight you will be choosing how 2016 will run. And some of you don't think you have that power, but you have it tonight. And whatsoever you will be deciding here tonight is what will be happening to you this year. Or if I'm talking to somebody who believes, you will shout it loud, amen. So your tomorrow's position is defined by your today's decision. Your tomorrow's position is defined by your today's decision. We all have that power of choice. You can choose to win. You can choose not to be sick. You can choose not to be barren. You can choose not to be poor. Don't let the devil tell you you have no choice. Somebody here, I say you have a choice. Oh, I'm declaring it now. I say you have a choice. I declare you have a choice. Hallelujah. Now, why is many people use the power of choice just for what I will refer to as, you know, minor things or peripheral things, things like what to eat, what to put on. Do you understand what I'm talking about? What to drink, what school to go to, but never exercise it in defining and determining their destiny. Many use it just for peripheral things. I'm not saying it's bad to use it for those things, but I'm saying the power of choice can be applied beyond just the minor things. And you can apply it on things that really count. Things that can change your life and change your destiny. That can move you from one level to another. I'm saying you can apply it to define your health. You can apply it to determine your destiny. You can apply it to determine where life takes you. And not just allowing life to happen to you, but you decide to happen to life. Am I talking to somebody here? So life is not just happening to you, but you are actually happening to life. You are defining you are determining what can be there and what should not be there. You are determining what to accommodate in your life and what not to accommodate. Something that is beyond human control. But you can stand and say, Satan, I will not walk with this. Am I talking to somebody here? Please understand that like David Many of us are faced with enemies, sometimes regularly, sometimes occasionally, but the truth is that there is no middle ground. Everybody has an enemy. 
Oh yeah, every, and I know when I say that in church, the first thing we think is the devil. But I'm saying even beyond the devil, everybody has an enemy. Can I talk to somebody here? Somebody don't like you because you are tall. Another person hates you because you are short. Somebody don't like you because you are slim. Or another person don't like you because you're fat. There's no middle ground. You know, am I talking to somebody here? And somebody can just look at you. And if you... Ask your neighbor, I hope you like me. <laughs> so please understand this. That we are faced with battles in life. And whether we like it or not, we have to fight. Some of these battles, you don't choose them. The battles choose you. You don't choose the battles. The battles choose you. And when they choose you, you have to fight. You have to make a decision. Am I talking to somebody here? You don't fold your hands. You take up your sword and you fight. And this night, we are going to fight. We are going to fight in a place of prayer. We are going to wrestle. Something must break out for you tonight. Somebody shout it loud, amen. You have to fight. The battle chooses you or you choose the battle. Whatever way it comes, there is a need for you to be positioned to fight. Somebody suffering from cancer, you didn't choose that battle. Am I talking to somebody here? You didn't choose cancer, but you have to fight it. You didn't choose barrenness, but you have to fight it. You didn't choose poverty, but you have to fight it. You didn't choose high blood pressure, but you have to fight it. It doesn't matter what is coming against you. You have to wage a war against it. And you have to put the devil where he belongs. The Bible says he's under your feet. Hear me tonight. You will be rising from here in victory. If you believe that, let me hear your amen. I can hear you now. Let me hear your loud amen. Israel was faced with an enemy. They were faced with an enemy. An enemy that intimidated the whole nation. That the soldiers who should come out in battle went into hiding. And as long as they were hiding, the enemy's voice will continue to increase. As long as they were not willing to fight, the devil will continue to stop them. The enemy will continue to humiliate them. As long as they were not willing to fight. And every time Goliath will rise, 
and they were going to hide him. Until a man rose up. I don't want to bore you with the story because I want to give us time to pray. A man rose up who took the challenge by the name David. He decided, whilst you are hiding, I'm going to fight. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? That he should defy the army of the Lord. He put himself, and please listen to me. Only those, what you cannot confront, somebody said to me, what you cannot confront, you cannot conquer. And only those who are willing to confront the opposition will bring it down. If you can't confront it, you can't conquer it. If you keep managing it, it will be there. If you keep accommodating it, it will remain. But you must rise up one day and say to yourself, enough is enough. I'm not taking this anymore. That devil is a liar. I am not living with this anymore. Get your back out of my house. Move out, Satan. You have no place here. Get your property. Get your sickness. Your tenancy has expired. I am not taking this anymore. You have to come to that place. A place where you choose not to stay down. A place where you choose not to live in defeat. This year, the team is increased. Any man who wants to increase must be willing to fight what is keeping him down. Am I talking to somebody here? Must be willing to come against it. Because there are forces that will come against you. There are powers that don't want you to rise. There are powers that don't want you to increase. They will do everything to limit you. But you have to stand and come against them in the name of the Lord. Am I talking to somebody here? This night you will be rising into that place where you can challenge the enemy and put him where he belongs. Somebody will be making that decision here tonight. If that is you, let me hear your amen. You choose to fight. You choose and decide it cannot continue. You see, many a time we live with excuses. Oh, it runs in my family. That devil is a liar. It started with somebody. Somebody has to end it. Am I talking to somebody here? I'm not living with no negative history. Am, am, I, am I talking to somebody here? I'm not ready to take it. It runs in my family. It runs in my bloodline. My great-grandfather had it. And my grandfather had it. My own father had it. And I know now I'm approaching 40, 50. It's coming to me. That devil is a liar. It's not coming to me. Am I still talking to somebody here? You stand in that place where you refuse to accept it. You put the devil where he belongs. 
Does, I, I, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying tonight. It may run in that family, but it's got to stop. Somebody needs to draw a line. Somebody needs to make a decision that the road is closed. You can't go any further. You can't go any further. Am I talking with somebody here? Israel felt intimidated. Head bound. Stopped by this situation. Of this man who always came and roared. Always came and roared. I once met a lady some years ago. I was still quite young, a child then, preaching. And this lady, every month of August, she takes time off work as a holiday. But the reason she takes it in August is because every August she must be sick. And I'm not joking. So she takes the time off to deal with the sickness. And so she's admitted into the hospital. And the sickness must take a certain amount of money before it goes. I, and I'm not joking. So she would save up that money. She would go into the hospital. They will treat her. It's not a mental thing. It's just an infirmity. But the infirmity has become a regular August visitor. Year after year after year after year. She continued like that. Until she attended a meeting where, where I was preaching. It was the month of July. And so after the meeting, the pastor brought her to me for counseling. And um, I said, what's the problem? She said, sir, you know, I want you to pray for me. I've had a condition for many years, and it reoccurs every August. And she explained the situation to me. How long now? She told me a number of years. I can't remember that because it's been a while. And so you're prepared for this next August? Because it's a few weeks away. And she said, yes, because it always comes. You've taken the time off work. Yes. I said, all right, I'm going to pray for you. It's not going to come this August. It will not come anymore. <laughs> Somebody has to stop it. And listen to me, everyone under the sound of my voice. I don't know what negative situation you have been accommodating. But this night, I know the grace with which I came to this meeting. That situation will stop here tonight. If you believe it, let me hear you loud. Amen. So I was preaching by a pastor friend. She's a member of that church. And I said to her, listen, I'm going to pray for you. This sickness will hear my voice. And will not repeat that visit. This August. And will not repeat it anymore. 
I said, but what you will do? Because you always pay this money to the hospital. By the end of August, that money you have saved to service this sickness, you will pay to this, your church. Are you ready to do that? She said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would rather be healthy than paid money to the hospital. All right, neither. Jesus, we command that infirmity, that August visitor, negative visitor, stop now, 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 in the name of Jesus. Well, August came, sickness didn't come. September came, she was still very healthy. She redeemed her back. That was the end of it. You don't have to take it. Oh, you didn't hear me. I say you don't have to take it. You don't have to accept it. Some people say and say, well, it's just life. That devil is a liar. Who told you your eyes should grow dim at the age of 70? God can keep them clear. Am I talking to somebody here? Oh, that devil is a liar. So Israel continued to take the intimidation. As long as they were willing to accept it, the devil kept roaring. As long as they were willing to take it, the situation will keep rearing its head. As long as they have a plan to manage it and to live with it, the devil will keep rearing his head. Until a young man rose up and said, no more. No more, no more. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? I will bring him down. He cannot continue to defile the army of the Lord. He rose up and he was ready to fight. They took him to the king and the king dressed him up in his armor. And the Bible said he tried to walk. He could not move his legs. Whatever stops you from moving is not a blessing but a burden. Am I talking to somebody here? Whatever prevents your progression cannot be a blessing but a burden. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. Saul put it on him as though he was trying to aid him. But David quickly recognized that this is not a blessing. This is instead a burden. Because I can't even move. I can't take a step. I'm trying to move, but I can't. There are people here tonight who are living with things that you once thought was a blessing. But before long, found out that it is not but a burden. A hindrance instead of, 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 of a progress. Something that is stopping you 
laid on you like a weight. People look at you and they think all is well. But when you go and lie down at night, you are crying. You come to church and your hands are lifted in worship. And someone says, oh, I wish I can just be like that sister. But you know deep down in your spirit, in your soul, that all is not well. Am I talking to somebody here? And you are desiring that change will happen to you. That you can break out of it. And David was there. He had these all on him. And he came to a point. He said to himself, I cannot. I cannot walk with this. My life is better than this. I cannot walk with this. My life is bigger than this. I cannot walk with this. My life destiny is more glorious than this. I refuse to carry this weight. I refuse to carry this burden. It doesn't matter who put it on me. It's time to take it off. 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 I don't have to take it. I cannot walk. Shagabali glossoteblia. I cannot walk with this. I cannot walk with this. That devil is a liar. I cannot walk with this. You fight your way out of it. You push yourself out of it. By the time we begin to pray tonight, somebody, you will be breaking out of that yoke. You will be breaking out of that bondage. You will be breaking out of that cocoon, that weight that was put on you. You will be breaking out of it tonight. If that person is you, let me hear your amen. I cannot walk with this. Please hear me. I made that decision some years ago as a child. Time will not allow me to give you details. But I came from a very poor family. When I say poor, I mean, you know, poverty has levels. There are degrees of poverty. I don't, or I, I don't know how to describe it to you, but I just, I just give you maybe two examples that would help you understand the level of poverty. We were so poor to the degree my mom bought some rubber bowls so that when food is made, it is shared equally. She didn't buy those bowls because she loves us so much. Of course, we know she loves us. But she bought those bowls because we used to eat together from one place. But some people's hands is faster than others. 
And because the food is not a, enough to fill everybody, yeah? She bought those both so everybody will get an equal part. And you are advised to fill the other part of your stomach with water. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. No, please, please follow me. That's how poor we were. Poor to the degree that a landlord kicked us out of a house. It was basically a room and a living room. It was just a toilet and everything was outside, you know, and kicked us out. Since, since the little belongings, properties my mother had, because of rent and how much was the rent? My mother found another place. The rent in Nigeria currency was 30 naira. 30 naira is not up to 10p. 10, okay, you don't use pence here. You use cents. It's not up to, I don't think it's up to 10 cents. By present exchange rate anyway. Yep. She couldn't afford that. That's how poor we were. Now, I could have lived with that huh? and be making excuses. If only I was born in a better family. Well, I'm like this because I came from a poor background. Oh, no. As a child, even in the midst of that poverty, I began to speak. And when we gather in the evening before we sleep, go to bed, and when I mean bed, it sounds really luxurious, not bed. We were sleeping on, uh, on the bed floor, you know, with mats. I will be declaring, this Moses will be great. This Moses will go places. This Moses will meet with leaders of nations. This Moses will travel the world. And every time I was declaring that, oh, everybody would laugh and laugh and say, oh, this boy talks big, talks big. I was making a choice. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. I was making a choice. I came from here, but I will not stop here. I came from here, but I will not die here. I have decided to be a change. Am I talking to somebody here? You know, there are many of you seated here. It's, it's always wonderful to say Happy New Year. But I was, I was preaching somewhere last week, and I was saying to that congregation, I said, Happy New Year without a happy new life is just a change of calendar. And if your calendar is changing, and the seasons of your lives are not changing, you are only just getting older. Am I talking to somebody here? You decide it's time for something to change. I refuse to accept it. I refuse to stay in it. Am I talking to somebody here? You know, we go to church, and I'll stand in the place, even as a child. Jesus! This Moses will be great. That's why when we begin to pray tonight, you don't need anybody to motivate you. Open your mouth and declare what you want. 
Let the heavens hear it. Let the earth hear it. Am I talking to somebody here? Before Abraham ever had a child, he was already being called a father of nations. If your mouth can say it, your hands can handle it. Am I talking to somebody here? I refuse to be stopped. I refuse to be hindered. I refuse to die here. I can't the I refuse to accept the situation. I refused it. And the hand of God came upon me mightily. Made me a deliverer for the family. By the time I turned, uh, I think, 13, 13, I bought my first land and built the first house and moved my family in there. Am I talking to somebody here? I refused to accept it. I, re I chose to break out of it. Somebody will break out of it this night. I refuse. That devil is a liar. It got to stop. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. You see, the Bible says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violent and the violent taken it by force. You have to get radical. A drowning man, a drowning man crying for help does not say, hello, can you help me? You will die there. Bartimaeus knew that he had to shout. If I have to shout my way out and get ready, I'm going to shout. Am I talking to somebody here? Until you lay hold on it. You have received it, then you can start acting like a professor. But until you get it, if there's an accident on a road and you have three people in the car and one of them is badly injured and they rush them to the hospital, there's only one doctor to attend to them. But he's so self conscious, but he's the most injured among them. And he's just there. Oh, hello. Is the doctor available to attend to me now? And there's another one who probably is not injured, but he's thinking, I don't know whether there's internal bleeding. And he just starts screaming. Who do you think they will attend to first? <laughs> the one who is screaming. The one who really wants it. Because at that moment, they say he's in pain. Please, let's, we're coming. We're coming. Wait. I don't want the heavens telling me to wait tonight. My case must be a priority. I must push until I get it. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. And God turned the wheel of the family. Changed it. Because I decided I will not run like this. Let me shock you now. We were thrown out of a place. Today, I have people living in properties for free. They don't have to pay. Do you understand what I'm talking about? 
for free. And they don't have to pay. Because I made a decision. I cannot walk with this. I cannot walk with this. We live in a property in the UK presently. And to the glory of God, mortgage free. We don't owe one pound on it. Not one pound on it. And myself and my wife, we are still very young. So understand you can make a choice. You don't have to take it. Please understand this. You don't have to take it. David could have visited and accepted that Goliath as evil, the entire army is hiding. I better go and hide. I'm not even trained, a trained soldier. But he said, Oh no. And all this, this, this weight, I, I, I cannot walk with it. He, the Bible says he took it off. He didn't say they took it off. He took it off. So if it's going to change, you are going to need to take it off. Oh, you didn't hear me? You are going to need to take it off. The greatest prophet over your life is you. Oh yeah, I'm here to prophesy and I'll speak over your life. But you must open your mouth first. And when you speak as I speak, I confirm what you have declared. That's why if your mouth is closed, you can't get it. You can't get it. David took it off. He took it off. Somebody here will be taking it off here tonight. Taking it off. Very quickly. So I can get you the place of prayer. What are some of those things that you cannot walk with this year? They are numerous, but I'll just mention a few. Number one. You cannot walk with sin. Somebody say, I cannot walk with it. Whatever name you call it. Addiction. Or oh, I'm addicted to it. God will break it here tonight. You cannot walk with sin. There are many people in church. And in church, they are very sanctimonious. If you can find that in your dictionary. But when they step out of church, in fact, the spirits start manifesting from the car park. And if you're asking yourself, did this person just come out of the church? I've heard people say, oh, you know, if I get angry, I can just smash everything in the house. And you are proud of it. You need deliverance. I can smash the TV. And 
you can ask them. They know me. They know me if I'm, when I get angry. Are you proud? Should you be proud of that? Am I talking to somebody here? Please understand. The Bible says that righteousness exalts a nation. It said, but sin is a reproach to any people. Proverbs 14, 34. So one of the key things you cannot walk with this year, if you want to experience increase, is sin. You must be determined to live a righteous life. Determined, programmed to live a righteous life. Take yourself out of the company of sinful men. Put yourself in a place where you cannot... Please listen to me. Nobody may know what you are doing. And we may celebrate the fact that you are in church. But God knows. God knows you are not living the life of a Christian. You carry the name, but you are not living the life. Am I talking to somebody here? And there are many people who are in church. And they are into sin more than those who are not even in church. Into sin. Living in adultery. Living in fornication. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now, many times we don't like messages like this in church. But you need to hear it. There is no true revival without repentance. In fact, the foundation of every revival is the conversion of men's heart. A change that a man begins to see God. You, you, you can't miss sin with God. You can't miss it with God. It does not work. So everyone who is believing for increase, God will not be increasing you in sin. You must settle the issue of sin and dissociate yourself from it. Am I talking to somebody here? Please understand this. And stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. You know, I'm quoting scriptures to cover yourself. The Bible says, righteous man falls seven times, but he will rise up again. So, you know, I keep falling. Why do you allow yourself to fall? Don't fall. You see, so, if you fell by mistake, but... When somebody is deliberately in an art and you are quoting scripture, the, the righteous man falls seven times but rises. You are giving yourself to a reprobate, you are, you are getting a reprobate mind. The Bible says, shall we continue in sin so that grace may abound? And he said, God forbid. God forbid. 
beyond everything that we are doing, beyond the healings, beyond the miracles, beyond the celebration, the worship, the primary objective of the church is to prepare a people for God's kingdom. And that's the primary objective. So this year, I want to increase one of the things I cannot walk with is sin. Somebody say, I cannot walk with sin. I can't hear you now. Somebody say, I cannot walk with sin. One more time, somebody say, I cannot walk with sin. He said, I cannot walk with this. Number two, thing that you cannot walk with. I want to set an agenda this night. Because once you get this foundation right, you are ready for explosion. You are ready for increase. You are ready for the miracles. You are ready to receive all that God has for you. So we'll be getting ourselves into a place of repentance tonight. And not just repentance, but repentance with conversion. He said, repent and be converted. There are those who are always repenting but never converted. They are remorseful for the wrong but never changing. Never coming out of it. Number two thing you cannot work with is doubt and unbelief. Somebody say doubts and unbelief. I can't hear you now. Somebody say doubts. And unbelief. In Mark chapter 9 verse 23. The Bible says. Jesus said unto him. If thou canst believe. All things are possible. To him that believes. All things are possible. If you can believe. That's why I'm excited this night. Because I know that God can lift the poorest person here. And before this year runs out, you can become a millionaire. Some people can't believe that. I read a scripture the other day. The Bible said he laid the beam of his chambers on waters. I said, what? You laid the beam. You know what a beam is? On waters, humans are struggling to lay it on land and it can't stay. And God can lay the beam of his chambers. It's like laying the beams that hold this building, laying it on water. And yet it's standing. Now tell me what is impossible with that God. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The Holy Ghost spoke to me one time and he said, Moses, impossibility does not exist. That sounds strange to somebody here. He said, only exists in your mind. If you can believe it, God will deliver it. And so one of the things you cannot walk with this year is unbelief and doubt. You must believe. Somebody say believe. I can't hear you. Somebody say believe. Say like you know it. Somebody say believe. In 2 Chronicles 20, 20, the question is, what should you believe? 2 Chronicles 20, 20 says, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe also his prophet, and you shall prosper. 
Some translation says you shall succeed. You shall increase. So it is one thing to believe in God, but you must also believe in his servant. Oh, you didn't hear what I said? There are people who believe in God, but do not believe in his servant. And the grace you do not believe in cannot work for you. Oh, I, I, am I talking to somebody here? So anyone here who will be enjoying increase this year must believe the word coming from this altar. And not see it just as an entertainment. But when you come every Sunday and Pastor Tom is standing here and declaring the word and he says you will be blessed, you must believe it. If you can't believe it, you can't receive it. Is anyone understand what I'm saying here? Please listen to me. Believe in the Lord your God. You'll be established. Believe in his prophet and you shall prosper. Something happened. I'll share this with you. When we were entering 2015, we do what we call a crossover service. On the 31st day, of December every year. And in that crossover service from 2014 into 2015, I asked our congregation, write an expectation list. Everything you are expecting from God in the year 2015. And they wrote it and came. At the point I said, lift up that expectation list. And as I began to declare and speak prophetically, I made a prophetic word and I said, somebody's here. Everything you wrote down on your list will happen in the first quarter of this year. And the other three quarters will be a bonus. And people said amen, but not everybody believed. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Some people don't even believe that everything they wrote down will happen in 12 months. And here am I saying, somebody is here, what you wrote down, everything will happen in the first quarter, which is between and the end of March. It will all be done. And from April, it will be a bonus. <laughs> I'll be speaking some dangerous things here this weekend. I pray that you can believe them. Because they will come to pass. Oh, I said they will come to pass. They will come to pass. You know, there was a, 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 a man, young man there in the service. He, I just explained his situation to you. One, himself, his wife, and their young baby, who was, uh, I think she was one at that time, they were homeless. And homeless for a few months, as a matter of fact, they were sleeping in members' houses. So sometimes they'll sleep here tonight, and the next day they go and sleep somewhere else. Sometimes the man will sleep in somebody's house, and the wife and the baby will sleep. So they were homeless. They were homeless, penniless. And to make matters worse, he has not had a job for I think about two years or so. So that was there. Three, he had an immigration problem because he's not uh, British. One. And two, he's been in the country for about 13 years. 
but he's never had documents to stay. And seriously, how he even got into the country, I don't know. And I'll tell you why I say that. Because he didn't even have a passport. Not an expired one. There was no passport. So every time, so I don't know how he entered, but the Lord knows how he entered. So there was immigration problem, homelessness, no job. And you know, himself and his wife were having problems. I remember in December 2014, we had a meeting after a service in church by 9 p.m., myself, my wife, and a few of our leaders to try to counsel himself and the wife to resolve the issue between them. We were seated there till 3 a.m. in the morning from 9 p.m., and still there was no headway. You know, when you have all those crises in the house, even the love will be fading away. Amen. Don't look at me like that. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> you know, so he wrote all those things in his expectation list and lifted it in that service. Towards the end of January last year, himself and his wife had a quarrel in the house of somebody where they spent the night. And things escalated to a point, the neighbors called the police. Police came, picked him, because usually it's the man that will be taken. So they took him. They took him and took him to the police station. When he got there, they put his name on their system and found that he's like a ghost. <laughs> so who are you? Where did you come from? How did you get here? So the police quickly called the immigration services. They came and they were planning to deport him. So whilst they were preparing to deport him, please understand how God works. Somebody advised him, you know, you are going to be deported because there's no basis to be here. But just so you are not deported next week, just to buy a little bit of time, why don't you just download the immigration form and just apply for resident permit, even though you know you are not qualified, you may not get it. There's no passport, but if you send it in, as long as there's a pending application, you cannot be deported. That gives you a little bit of time to put yourself together before you eventually leave. So he got the form and filled it up and submitted it. Six weeks, usually, you know, the immigration service in the UK, something like that, that you don't have basis and all of that. It would take a long time to even look at it. Six weeks after, they wrote to him and granted him resident permit. <laughs> Please understand that impossibility does not exist. Take the unbelief out. 
The doctor said you will live with that medication the rest of your life. I say no. Now, you could be seated here and you can't believe the doctor more than me. He's a professional in his field and I have nothing against it. I'm a professional in my field. And you have come to consult with me tonight. And I say you will not need the medication. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe also his prophet. And you shall increase. I speak with authority because I have seen it happen many times. They granted him his resident permit before. Within that period, the government gave them a flat. Himself, his wife, and the daughter, they were given a flat to live in. They moved into the flat. Somebody called him, oh, you know, Brother Monday, how are you? He said, fine. I've got a job for you. He got a job. And the month of March, one Sunday we were in service, because usually in our Sunday services, we give opportunity for testimony. The wife came out to give a testimony. Oh, praise God. Everybody said hallelujah. He said, you know, I just want to thank God for my marriage because it's like we're having honeymoon all over again. <laughs> hallelujah. By the last Sunday of March, everything on his list, everything was already done. Every single thing. And from April to December became a bonus. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe also in his prophet. I'm going to have to stop soon. And you shall prosper. Increase will come to you. Somebody under the sound of my voice. I declare you will increase this year. I declare you will increase this year. I declare you will increase this year. You can't walk without. You can't walk with unbelief. You can't walk without. You can't walk with unbelief. There's a miracle in this house. Oh, I say there's a miracle in this house. Broken bones are being mended. Blind eyes are seen. Deaf ears are opening. Satanic holes on people are being broken. Depressions are being broken from people's life. There is a miracle for you here tonight. See, just before we pray, actually, because this just come to my spirit, let me just share with you. Why do we share testimonies? Because testimonies are prophecies. The Bible said the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And somebody can connect with it and say, Lord, if you did it for that man, you will do it for me. The month of October, one Sunday, we closed service. I'll see that in my office. One of the a couple in the church came to me. And they came to me in the office to counsel with them. What was the issue? The, they wanted to start a business. And the business is in the feed of the wife. So, she's going to be the one primarily to run the business. But in order for her to run the business, she has to resign from her job. Now, 
they've just bought a property. They need both income to be able to keep. So if, the, if she resigns, before they can get the business to start making any money, they may be in crisis. So the husband explained the entire thing. He was reluctant. He didn't want the wife to resign. No, no, because this is how it's going to affect us. So they sat before me. And after everything, he made a statement. And he said, Pastor, these are my fears. But whatever you say, we will do. I said, what? He said, whatever you say, we will do. I said, well, I have nothing to say today. Go home. In the course of the week, I will tell you what to do. Because, you see, I couldn't just say something to them that Sunday. I needed to hear in my spirit. So I said, you go. You will hear from me in the course of the week. So Monday, Tuesday, I said, Lord, how should they go? How should they? What's the way, Lord? Because there is a way. Even in the wilderness, there is a way. There is a way, Lord. And by Tuesday, it came to me. So I called the wife on Tuesday. And I said, write your resignation later. You will submit it tomorrow morning, Wednesday. I said, when you submit it, your boss will not want you to leave. Your boss will be pleading with you to stay and would want to keep you there. I said, by the time you get to that point, you will tell your boss. I was defining the situation. I said, you will tell your boss, well, the condition under which I will stay is that going forward, I will work two days this week, three days the following week, and I'll be alternating it like that. But you would pay me exactly what I am earning now. She was on the other side of her like, what? Are you joking? This, my boss, can't even increase my salary in a year. And now, I work five days a week. You say, go there and tell him you work two days this week. Three is like saying I will work two weeks in a month, but I will get a month's pay. Well, she said, believe in the Lord your God, you'll be established. Believe also his prophet, and you shall prosper. So she went home, told the husband, pastor said, I have to submit my resignation later tomorrow. That night, the man didn't sleep. <laughs> but it was the man that said, whatever you say, we will do. So he didn't sleep that night. They woke up Wednesday morning. They had an extraordinary devotion. You know, morning family time of prayer, quiet time. It was extraordinary. You know, they prayed more seriously, more fervently. It was an operation of doubt. <laughs> well, she was going to work. I know that she goes to work by 9, so I called at 9. I said, oh, hello. Do you have the letter on you? said, yes. When are you submitting, sir? As soon as I get there, sir. I said, that's good. I said, stick to the plan. I said, okay. So she went there. She got there. 
What she didn't know was that while she was there, I knew, okay, she gets to work at those times. I was standing in my room, and I was speaking, in the name of Jesus, the hearts of the kings are in God's hand. I bring it on that subject. You see, because you don't make such statements and just sit down with folded hands. I was sending missiles, spiritual remote controls to her office in the place of prayer. So after a few minutes, no, not a few minutes, after some time, my phone rang and I picked it up. He said, hello, pastor. I said, hello. He said, the thing is working. <laughs> the thing is working. I said, what's happening? He said, I've submitted it and my boss don't want me. He's, he's ready to do anything to keep me. I said, stick to the plan. <laughs> stick to the plan. Glory to God. Now, just quickly. Well, she told the boss the condition under which I would stay. This was just October. Is that I will work two days this week, three days. And she said, no, at that point, her faith dropped. She quickly changed. She said, no, I work three days every week. Because she didn't want the man to say no. Three days every week. And the man said, okay, so we walk your wages pro rata. She said, no, not even one pound will be out of it. You pay me exactly what I'm on. And the man stood up, smiled, shook her hand, and said, thank you. We have a deal. You work three days a week. I pay you exactly the same pay. And in fact, in December, I will give you bonus. So she called me and told me, I said, great. I said, you know what that means? The other three days, use it for your business. When you grow the business to the point where it can start paying you, then you can leave. The only reason you're working a few days, but you still have that pay so you can use the other days to grow the business. Now, I need you to understand this. A colleague of hers who works in the same office, who, has, who was there when the business started, so it's been there many years before her, saw what happened to her, and in December, went and wrote her own resignation letter. <laughs> but had no backing. Absolutely no backing. She went and submitted it 15th of December, so they read it. Oh, thank you very much. So when you're leaving, you get one month notice. That means you're leaving July 15. Before the colleague knew, they employed people who will replace her. So the colleague went back to the boss and said, well, you know, I would like to extend my stay. But they said, no, 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 no. You are leaving. <laughs> Why, sir? Because one had a back end. One had a back end. The other had no back end. No voice backing them. This night you have come under a grace that will change things for you this year. If you believe it, let me hear your loud amen. So you can't walk with sin. You can't walk with doubt. Three, you can't walk with sickness. Four, 
you can't walk with poverty. Five, you can't walk with unfruitfulness. Please understand, these things limit you. They stop you. But you can decide, I cannot walk with this. This year has to be a different year. I don't want to be fighting the same demons I fought last year. Don't want to be dealing with the same problems I dealt with last year. Please rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Is there anybody here tonight who wants to see some things change in their life? Who have identified things that they, they are not willing to walk with this year? Things they don't want to see continue in their life. Is there anyone here like that? We're going to spend a few minutes at the altar and we're going to cry out to God and I believe change will be breaking forth for you. Are you ready for a miracle tonight? Are you ready for a miracle tonight? I don't know how you came. Maybe you came with sickness, with one kind of affliction, just whatever you came with that you cannot walk with this year. Something you know, I am not ready to live with this this year. This situation, I don't want to live with it. This condition, I don't want to live with it. This character, this habit, this practice, I don't want to live with it. It may be a sin that has a hold on you. This addiction, this affliction, this sin, I will not walk with it. If you are such a person here, approach the altar this night and we are going to spend just a few minutes of prayer. You identify something you can't walk with. I will not walk with this. I cannot walk with this. I cannot live with this. This year is got to change. This year is got to move. This year is got to be broken. As you come to the altar, I'd like you to just begin to pray and begin to declare, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I cannot walk with this. I cannot live with this. I cannot stay with this. I cannot walk with this. I cannot live with this. I cannot walk with this. Thank you, Jesus. Please keep coming. 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 Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Something will be changing for you here tonight. Something will be changing for you here tonight. Something will be changing for you here tonight. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. I know we have more people coming, but now lift up your two hands. I need you to declare with me. Say, Lord Jesus. I can hear you now. Say, Lord, tonight I declare I cannot walk, cannot live through 2016 with this pain, this affliction, this addiction, this hold over my life, over my destiny. I refuse to live with it. I refuse to live with it. I refuse to live with it. 
Now you're going to make that your prayer in a few minutes. As you pray, you open your mouth. You pray. Give your prayer a voice. Pray like Bartimaeus did. And make sure you get an answer. We declare it again and then you're going to pray. Say, Lord, I declare tonight. I cannot live with this affliction, this addiction, this challenge, this problem in my life. I declare tonight it's taken off. It is taken off from my life. Now, 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 now.
There's somebody here, I hear my spirit. You have been under satanic, demonic torment for a while now. A de demonic torment for a while now. Troubled in your sleep, troubled in your dreams, afflicted. This night, you are being set free from that yoke. You don't have to live with it. You will not live with it anymore. That devil is a liar. That yoke is broken from your life. There are people here with all kinds of afflictions. I don't have the time to start mentioning all of them. But people here with all kinds of affliction. Somebody is here who is suffering from depression. That yoke is broken tonight. That yoke is broken tonight. You are set free tonight. You are set free tonight. Every kind of infirmity, problems with your body, pains on your legs, your waist, your shoulders, your, the systems of your body. Right now in the name of Jesus, I declare you free tonight. 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 Addictions have been broken here tonight. Addictions, addictions, addictions. God is breaking all kinds of addictions here tonight. The yoke of sin is broken. The yoke of sin is broken. The yoke of sin is broken. Leave those hands to heaven. Shaka bala 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 bala. Lisko parada shaka ba. Raska ragoto bega teskano doshi. Riska ragado kleme shigabras. Ziblodo blodo blodo. Somebody's here. You have a kind of lump on a part of your body. God is melting it tonight. I speak as I hear. God is melting that lump. Kind of lump, a growth. God is melting it tonight. Melting it tonight. Melting it tonight. Melting it tonight. I rebuke barrenness. I curse you spirit of barrenness. Get out of that life now. I speak to you. Get out in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of poverty. I rebuke the spirit of sickness. I rebuke every hold, every demonic hold, every satanic hold, every grip of hell, every grip of darkness. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Get out of your life. 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 Get out of your life, of your life tonight. Jesus, Jesus, 
Jesus, Jesus, do it now for that man. Do it now for that man. Do it now for that man. Break that yoke. Set them free tonight. Set them free tonight. Set them free tonight. Set them free tonight. Somebody here, the affliction you are suffering resulted from an accident. But God is making you totally whole tonight. Totally whole tonight. Totally whole tonight. Totally whole tonight. Be free in the name of Jesus. I'm going to be running off shortly. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'd like you to shout the name of Jesus. I can hear you. Shh. Shh. Shout it louder. I can hear you shout it. Jesus! 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 Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you praise. You send me with this word tonight to liberate people, to liberate them, to bring them out of bondages, bring them out of afflictions. Father, set an agenda for them this year, an agenda of increase, an agenda of growth, an agenda of expansion. Break every year from their life. Whatever has been limiting them, at the mention of the name of Jesus, it is broken tonight. 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 I declare you free. I declare you free. I declare you free. I declare you free. Be liberated in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bring everyone out of bondage. Lord, I declare this night, whatever your people have opened their mouth to declare, that they are not willing to live with this year. A troubled marriage. I cannot live without trouble. Joblessness. Debt. I stand here in the name of Jesus. I declare you free from them all now. I declare you free from them all now. I bring you out of the depth now. I bring you out of the affliction now. 
You are free in the name of Jesus. You are free in the name of Jesus. You are free in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Please, every eyes close. All hands down. I'm going to round up tonight. But I need to pray for a group of people. I need you to understand that God has come to set an agenda tonight. Whatever was hindering your increase is being broken from your life this night. Everything you have identified that you are not going to live or you're not willing to live with this year, God is taking it from your life tonight. Some of you will be going to bed this night. By the time you wake up in the morning, you discover it is no longer there. As I speak, heaven is honoring the words of my mouth. You are being released from, you know, even afflictions you have carried for years. God is bringing you out of them this night. One set of people I need to pray for tonight before I close. I want to pray for those who want to give their life to Jesus. You've never been born again. That's one group. The other set, you are born again, but you are still struggling with one sin or the other. And you are saying this night, I cannot live with it. I want to be free from every hold of sin. I'm a Christian, I'm born again, but I still find myself struggling with this sin. But this night, I decide I cannot live with it anymore. Lift your right hand to heaven where you are. Where you are. And make it right with God. Lift your hands to heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everyone who has their right hand lifted in response to this call, in response to this call, say with me and mean it from your heart, Lord Jesus, I declare tonight the power of sin is broken from my life. I declare tonight I will not live with sin this year and for the rest of my life. Every hold of sin is broken permanently permanently from my life. I declare tonight the power of sin is broken from my life. I declare I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Sin has no power over me. Sin has no power over me. I declare I will no longer live with sin. 
I accept Jesus into my life and the price that he paid for me on the cross of Calvary I receive now a cleansing a cleansing from all my sins in Jesus name and everybody shout amen I can hear you shout it loud amen I can't hear you shout it loud. I can't hear you shout it loud. I can't hear you shout it loud. Now open your eyes and look at me. I'm going to be handing over to Pastor shortly. This is the first night of this revival. And God sent me here to set an agenda to separate you from whatever has been hindering you and get you ready to soar. I believe something will be breaking forth in your life. And so tomorrow, I want you to be here. I'm trusting God will be having a miracle service tomorrow. I'm praying. I'm just going to seek direction from God on what direction to go tomorrow. But what time are we here tomorrow? 6 o'clock tomorrow. 6 p.m. And today, I started preaching a bit late. I think about 8.30. Because it's the first night and we have to do all kind of introductions. But tomorrow, I'm sure they would have me up earlier than today. Because we would have to finish anyway earlier because of Sunday. So I need you to be here 6 o'clock. Come with your friends. Come with an expectation. Come with you know, uh, one of our members from our church was here uh, during the Christmas period because her daughter is here in this church. And then she arrived back on Wednesday. I saw her in service. And she said, oh, they're waiting for you. And I said, they better have great expectations because God thrives in the midst of expectation. So come with great expectations this night some of you have already received a miracle you will begin to see the manifestation I know when God has moved when I speak I don't just open my mouth to speak I speak as I have heard and as you go back thank God we have a, a means where you can send a testimony so we return here tomorrow by 6 p.m. and I'm trusting God that this weekend will turn your life around. Please, let's welcome Pastor. Just hold steady for a moment. Let's give the Lord a praise. And let's thank Pastor Moses for his ministry tonight. Just hold steady for a moment as we wrap up. Tomorrow night, I want to encourage you.